So, we were handling, we left off, we are in the middle of the Mishnah, that said that a Yid is not allowed to participate in the building of a garden or any other, any other uh, place that is going to be used to kill people. Old Machlik Zrishenim, kill Yidin, kill Gayim. Like we had that several Mishnahis. Are we concerned about their Lifnaiver or our people? Okay, you now want to help build a garden. We then got into the Gemara on Tezayanam at base a blot ago that Rebeliezer was taken to the garden and he survived. Rebeliezer was the first one who could have been from Masar Ruge Malchus but survived. We then, our Tezayanam at base, started talking about a conversation between Mulazah ben Parta and Ochanina ben Trajan, which Mulazah ben Parta ultimately was saved, even though there were five counts brought against him, he ultimately was saved, and Mulazah ben Parta made it out to Ochanina ben Trajan, one count was brought against him, teaching Terabarabim, and he was killed. Sorry. So the Gemara said, we read this Thursday night, Extremely sad, and we still have to process a lot of it. Reb Chanina Mentrajin was killed, and he wasn't just killed. He, um, he was uh, burnt. He said a morale why he was burnt. His wife was killed. We didn't talk about that, that we have to talk about tonight. And his daughter was sentenced to be sent to a Kubish al which we're not going to get through tonight. We're going to mainly focus on his wife tonight. So we said Thursday night, the reason Ruchanina ben Trajan was killed was because, was because he, he was Hoigis Hashem Bais Yosef. He was Hoigis Hashem Bais Yosef. He spoke out Hashem's name. Three-way machlegs, four-way machlegs, what that is, what did he do wrong. The Gemara said he did it before Hesia. Now, we are up to, that brings us to Yurcha Samad Aleph, about seven, eight lines from the top. And his wife got killed. Why? Because she did not protest against him. Now, for the meantime, for the meantime, we will leave it at that, that she did not protest against him and she did not stop him. Now, if it bothers you, which it should, what do you mean she didn't stop him? As if he would listen to her? I mean, it's a halachic matter. What, what does she know and what is it within her power that she could have stopped him? Who says she should have involved herself I mean, we're mamish condemning her to Misa because she didn't stop Reb Hanina ben Trajan from darshaning what he was able to darshan b'farhesia. It seems extremely harsh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But Ishtayla Riga, his wife, got killed. Now, this is going to be very important. Our Gemara is the word Bey in him. The Rabbeinu Hananel is not Geras Micha Bey. The Rabbeinu Hananel is just Geras Dele Micha, which will figure prominently to what we're going to say soon. Mikanamru, from here we say, 
Any person who has the ability to be meicha on an injustice being done and doesn't seize the opportunity, isn't meicha, doesn't correct a wrong, doesn't right a wrong, will also get punished. Extremely, extremely, mamish midas hadin over here. Let's read the next Gemara and we'll talk about it. And not only was Rebchanina ben Trajan killed, one of the Asaru Gemalas, not only was his wife killed, his daughter was sentenced to perhaps the worst sentence of all, that she is going to have to be confined, relegated to Kubish al-Zainis. Why? Why did she get this punishment? Like we keep saying over to Chassam Seifer, that even though all of these Mises, Darugi Bezda, Sarugi Malchus, was preordained, it's a kapara from Mechiris Yosef, the ten tzaddikim died in place of the ten shvatim that, that, that sold Yosef, but Lemaise, the Chassam Seifer said, each one had to have a teeny, 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 teeny midnut of Avera. So it's true with his daughter as well. What did she do to deserve this? One time his daughter was going with Negidele Raimi in front of several Roman officers. Amru and the Roman officers commented, Ah, how nice, how appealing are the footsteps of this girl. When she heard that she was being commented upon, she became more makbid on her footsteps. Which, according to the Pashib shot, we're going to have to say some other pshatim, of course. According to the Pashib shot, it's mashma, like, oh, people are watching me. And so she started to, um, you know, do more of what people were enjoying. So therefore, since she did that, she was confined to a punishment of, of being confined to Kubish al Let's just finish the Gemara. Let me see if I read that right. Yeah, Yisubaini. The sins of my heels will surround me. Says the Gemara, what does that mean? Averis, that somebody like just stomps on with his foot in Elam Hazah, Mesubimlai, they will surround they will surround you so let's talk about several things first of all some Seifer says that the punishment for Mrs. Hanina ben Trajan that she wasn't isn't going on like it sounded from the Gemara what her husband did that he was Hayyaz Hashem and she wasn't meicha on that, because that is more than we can ask of her. Says the Chassam Seifer, what she's being punished for, for not being meicha, is on her daughter's actions. Is on her daughter's actions. That her daughter was walking with these psiyais, and, and, and therefore she should have been meicha on that, and that's why she is punished. Now, I just want, I was adding that the, the, some cipher would be tolui in that girsa. If you gyrus like we have in Argamara, Micha Bay, 
Meichen him that 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 doesn't work like Chum Sefer. If you're garish like the Rabbi Chanan, Micha period, not Micha Bay, then that could work in the in the Chum Sefer. Okay, that's that's the wife that she was she was punished because she wasn't Meicha. Now this sugya of of the daughter of Rabbi Chanan ben Trajan, we'll see much later who she is. The daughter of Rabbi Chanan ben Trajan that she was punished because she heard Roman officers commenting how nice she looked when she was walking, and so she did more of it, it's very, very, very hard to fathom that that is Pasha Pshat. So there are two Pshatim, and uh, we'll say the Ben Yayada first, it's easy Pshat. Ben Yayada says, yes, yeah, she did it on purpose, but she did it because the Yidin were so despised that they mamish, they, they treated us like, like second class, like, like animals, like the Nazis, like cockroaches. Like, ugh. No one is going to say how appealing is the footsteps of a cockroach. When she heard that they said, oh, look how appealing her footsteps are, she said, oh, finally, some honor is being brought back to the Yidden. So as a, as a way of promoting the Yidden in the eyes of the people, she continued to do what she did. Now, again, she was punished for it. She was punished for it. But Lamaisa, Lamaisa, it's not that she was Shalom trying to appeal to some Roman Goyim who were leering at her. That's the Ben Yayada's Pshat. The Mesilis Yisharim says a Pshat. Now, I was debating to say this because, because this is such a high madrega. This is such a high madrega to ask of people. So I was trying, just skip it, don't say it. But Lamaisa, Basil Sharm is not like some hidden safer. Basil Sharm was not written for for Mikubalim and people that are beyond beyond. Basil Sharm was written for us. So if Basil Sharm wrote it, and it's a Gemara we're learning, I thought maybe it is appropriate to quote it, although it is an extremely high level to ask for, and, and one should definitely not be disappointed if he doesn't reach this level. The Mesilsi Sharm in Parak Tazayin is talking how a person's motives have to be pure. And when a person does a mitzvah, he has to do it purely for the sake of the mitzvah, for the sake of doing the tzivah of the Rebbeinu Shalom, and not for any personal gain or satisfaction whatsoever. And Mesil Sharm brings this Gemara as an example. That Rebchaninim and Trajan's daughter, Chas V'Shalom, she was doing something pre-tzistic. Chas V'Shalom. And Chas V'Shalom, the Gemara would even record some disgusting pig, Roman officer's vile remark upon seeing a woman. That is beneath the dignity, although it's common nowadays, it's beneath the dignity of a of a person, and it's way beneath the dignity of a Gemara to quote that and to talk like that. Says the Masil Sisharim, these Roman officers were nispal from Herzniyas. The Roman officers were commenting, and that's why it bears commenting. The Roman officers saw and they said, wow, what a dignified woman who carries herself that way in such a dignified manner without any, without any shemets of pritzus. And they were gufa commenting on her, her tsenua kite, her tsnias. And then she derived satisfaction 
from having received credit for doing a mitzvah and she did it more. Boom. That was her einish. She got this einish because she did a mitzvah for a compliment. She did a mitzvah for other people's patting her on the back. She did a mitzvah for other people's recognition and, and getting the recognition of others. And that, is, and that is a very, 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 very harsh punishment. So again, so, so again, this Masilas Yishar, Halavai, we should all be doing mitzvahs and we should love the credit and the pat on the back and the attaboys we get. You know, it's better than not doing mitzvahs for the credit and doing averis not for the credit. But, in other words, you know, you gotta, you gotta, everyone has to read the Masilas Yishar once in their life. So Masilas Yishar is pointing out over here a, a very, very high standard, but something that is true that when a person does a mitzvah for the credit he receives, it severely demotes the purity and the chshivas of the mitzvah. And then that's why, and that's the Mesilas Yisharim's pshat. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, don't take away from that season mitzvah. So what about theft, though? It's an extremely low level of doing a mitzvah. But Chazal say you should do that so you'll come to do the on the right level? If the choice is killing somebody or doing a mitzvah shleil yeah, it's better to do a mitzvah shleil If the choice is doing a mitzvah shleil then then l'shma is better. But the Masil Sharm is pointing out that doing a mitzvah for these kind of reasons is a severely, severely minimized mitzvah. Again, we, 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 yeah. We say, this should be like, right, you said, like, halavai, we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is that is his daughter. As they were walking out, each one of them did Sidakadim. Now, this is an incredible level. Sidakadim is when a person is when a person says and declares that even though I was just dealt a very harsh blow something very, very, very painful, it was done to me justly. It was done to me fairly. It was done to me deservedly. So the, the halacha is, it's got a big hot when, when a person, le'olenu, suffers a loss, they do tzidukadin. Um, the the minig in America, I think, is to do it in the Beisach Forest after the kvura. The Yushleimer Minig is to do it both in the house, Bishasta Misa, and by the by the Kvura. But but when a person is dealt the loss, he says Hakadosh Baruch who's right. So so that's in that kind of situation. Here, this is so harsh and so exacting, and yet Rabbi ben Trajan for his punishment, Mrs. Chaneda ben Trajan for her punishment, and the daughter for her unbearable situation. Her parents are going to be killed, and she's going to be in a kubish al It's unbearable. It's unbearably harsh. They were all, they were all tzidek alei mesadin. Hu aimer Rabbi ben Trajan said, Hatsur, Hashem who formed us, tamim pa'alei, his ways are perfect. He's Hashem that we can trust in. There is no, there is nothing crooked here. There's no avla here. His daughter quoted the Pasik. 
there'll be a great eights of a Rav Halila, even though there's many excuses, Asher Einecha Pekuchais HaKadosh Baruch Hu, your eyes are watching, I'll call Darki on whatever will happen. Omar Rebbe said, Rebbe, what a Mila that these people had that the right words came to them at such a tough time, which means most people, when, when they're at all shooken up, they can't think straight and they don't say anything intelligent. How great are these people that at this time they were able to conjure up such a poetic and beautiful response. How great are these tzaddikim that they actually had the right words to say at the right time. Okay. Now that we're talking about Rechanidim and Trajan, we're now going to give a prequel. This is what happened. Now we just talked about him dying, and we talked about his last conversation before he died in jail with Rubulazim and Parta. But now we're going to have a conversation that happened a little bit before that. Tanarabana. Kishachal Rabbi Yosef ben Kisma. When Rabbi Yosef ben Kisma fell ill. Halach Rabbi Chanina ben Trajan, Labakrai, Rabbi Chanina ben Trajan went to visit him. Our Rabbi Chanina ben Trajan. Amalai, Rabbi Yosef ben Kisma said to him, Are you crazy? What are you doing? Don't you know what you're doing is going to end poorly for you? Amalai, Chanina Achi. Don't you know that this nation has been ordained this nation was successful in destroying his, Hashem's house and burnt his heichal and killed all of its righteous people and caused to die and caused to be lost all of its good people. And yet, Rome is, has not skipped a beat. They're still strong, they're still capable, they're still powerful, they're still dominating. So the Shaila is, what is he saying over here? So there's two pshatim. One pshat is, is like, listen, I, I know you're thinking, how could I be harmed? How could I go wrong by learning Torah? Won't the schus of Torah protect me? And we just had on the top of Yudzayin of base that the schus of Torah protects you from doing Averis. We had back in Saita, the schus of Torah is Megan Umatzel, Bishash Alimed, Bishash made. So he said, you're being Sayyamich on your schus Torah. Well, the schus based on Migdash wasn't enough to save itself. The schus of all the tzaddikim that died weren't enough to save themselves. That's one understanding of what Rabbi Yisim and Kisma is saying. The other understanding is, now that the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, do not be Seymach on Nisim anymore. You need to start acting. When the Beis HaMikdash is around, a person can have a somewhat reasonable expectation that things worked B'derach Nes. That things worked B'derach Nes. Things the Beis HaMikdash worked B'derach Nes. So a person can have an expectation Maybe, maybe a nace will happen. And even though the Romans have a great spy network and they warned me not to do this, maybe a nace will happen. One, says the NLEO, once a nace, once the base amygdala is destroyed, you no longer, you no longer can have, 
you no longer can have the expectation that that a nace will happen. So we're in the middle of a sentence. Vani shamati alecha, and I heard about you. Shate yoshig va'isig b'tayra. You're sitting and learning Taira, umakil kehilais berabim, and you're gathering crowds in public, v'sefer Taira, munach chabechekecha, and you're walking around holding a sefer Taira in your chest. Amalei menashamayim yirachmu. Don't worry. God's with health. Menashamayim yirachmu. They'll have rachmanis on me from heaven. So Rabbi ben Kisma said, "What are you talking about? I just told you reasonable zachin. And you said, don't worry, minashamayim yirachmu. The Abish of an Tomani, I will be surprised. I will be surprised if they do not burn you with a, with your sefer Torah in a fire." So we have, we know how this ended, we just had the Gemara a minute ago. We have a conversation here between Rabbi Yosef and Kismo, who seems to be very, very, very practical, very real, and between our Rabbi Hanina Mentrajan, who seems to be very lofty and, you know, very altruistic. So there's some halachic issues at play over here. First of all, L'chayretz HaShas HaShmad. L'chayra now we're in a time of persecution and the halacha in a time of persecution is that you're not allowed to give in on anything. You're not allowed to give in on anything. <laughs> so L'chayra, the tables are turned. Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma, who seems to be saying like, come on, like what you're doing is totally unacceptable. You have no basis. You have no rationale for what you're doing. And Rabbi Lazar ben, and Rabbi Hanina ben Trajin is like, eh, no, 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 one second, one second. Switch this narrative. I am doing the right halacha, and therefore you're not to give in to any demands. And the idach is, you know, the reverse role, and Rabbi Yosef and Kisma, he should say, oh, you're right, you're right, you're mechayiv to do it. What's going on here? So this is actually a very, very, very big debate. Very big debate. If 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 b'shas hashmad, you have to even give in on a mitzvah's essay. The Rambam says you need to give in on a mitzvah's essay. So if it's a shas hashmad and the guy comes and says, if you put on tefillah and I'll blow your head off, you're mechiv not to put on tefillah. The Ramban, the Ritva, the Rashba, all about the Rishonim say no. There's no such thing on a mitzvah's essay. So. So according to those Rishayim, so that, that's what's going on over here. Reb Yosef Kisma is saying it's a mitzvah essay. What are you doing? And Rechanina Ben Trajin is is like saying like the Rama, but I doubt the machlek is between these two Tanaim is machlek is Rishayim. So there are two there are two major answers here. Rameir Simcha says that Talmud Torah Barabim is a category buster. That even though it may be a mitzvah's essay, and even though, even not b'shas hashmad, even though it may be just a mitzvah's essay, and you may not be mechuyiv to give up your life for a mitzvah's essay, Talmud Torah derabim is different. It's where Meir Simcha's you said. Meir Simcha brings a proof. We just stayed up Shavuos at night. Why do we stay up Shavuos at night? Because Yeshua 
didn't learn Torah the night before a battle? Why didn't Yeshua learn Torah the night before a battle? Because if you're about to fight an important battle, the army better get rest. They better not learn all night. Says Rameir Simcha, the Tainon, Yeshua was, Talmud Torah Durabim trumps Sakonis Nefashis. So yes, staying up a whole night and learning would endanger the entire army. doesn't matter. Talmud Torah Durabim trumps Sakonis Nefashis. That is Reb Meir Simcha's tarots, and that's how Reb Meir Simcha explains this Gemara. The Mechizchimach has a much, much more practical explanation of this Gemara. Mechizchimach says, <laughs> when we talk that you don't do a mitzvah, mitzvah's essay under the threat of death, it's very posh. If a guy puts a gun to your head and says, don't put on tefillin or I'll shoot you. So of course you don't put on tefillin. Because you're not putting on tefillin anyway, you may as well not die. When the guy says, eat a cheeseburger or I'll kill you, then, yeah, you don't eat the cheeseburger because you're going to do that Avera, rather you get killed, Bishas Hashemad. When the guy is telling you, don't put on tefillin, you're not putting on tefillin anyway, you may as well not die. But here, where it's a threat in the future, says the Menachas you could teach a Torah, you'll get the Torah taught, and then maybe you'll die, maybe you won't die. In that case, everyone agrees that you could that you could give up your life for mitzvah essay because it's not it's not going to prevent it from happening. By tefillin, you're anyway not putting on tefillin. By mitzvah of Talmud Torah, you could get in the Talmud Torah, then you may die. Anyway, says and let's do one more line. Rebbe Mani So Reb Hanina ben Trajan seemed to ignore Reb Yosef ben Kisma's advice and said, Rebbe, am I going to Elam Habba? What kind of kasha is that? What kind of kasha is that? What's he asking him? So the Abedis Avedah, which is Rosh Hashanah Sefer on, on Avedis Zara, says, Rabbi Yehsi, Ben Trajan, is in serious risk of losing his Elam Habba. You know why? Because he's committing suicide. Someone that's Ma'abar Atzmei Ladas loses his Elam Habba. A Ma'abar Atzmei Ladas Reb Hanina ben Trajan is engaging in suicidal behavior. So says the what Reb Hanina ben Trajan was asking Yosef ben Kisman's Rebbe, am I going to Elam Haba? Which means, am I engaging in suicidal behavior in which case I would lose my Elam Haba? Or is what I'm doing okay, even though it may be dangerous and you're telling me it's dangerous, but am I going to lose my Elam Haba? That was his kasha. We'll stop here tonight.